Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. I'm your host for Yoga Birth Babies, and today's podcast was inspired by a glimpse I caught of myself in the mirror as I was running out of the house in the same old yoga clothes with the same old sweater and my hair pulled back in a high, messy knot. So it's about fashion and being a parent. So we have fashionista, blogger, and writer, and founder of Stroller in the City, Brianne Manns. I tracked her down. She and I did an event, um, I think it was last fall, about fashion. So why I was there is still a question in my mind. But Brienne is one fashionable lady and a mother of three. So when I thought, okay, I'm in what I'm calling the mom rut, I thought to reach out to Brienne and have her not just help me, but help anyone else that feels like their sense of fashion and love and desire of dressing yourself well and having fun with clothes might have taken a backseat to being a parent because it doesn't have to. That's what she's inspired me uh, to think about. So I think you'll enjoy that. Before we listen to that fun conversation, for those in the New York area, please join us on May 15th at two o'clock at the Prenatal Yoga Center for our postpartum party. It's about coming together as a community and celebrating the tribe that we have created at prenatal yoga center. So I'll be speaking about creating a home yoga practice after baby. We have Paige Bellenbaum of the Motherhood Center speaking about PMAD, perinatal mood and anxiety disorder, recognizing it and taking the stigma out of it and how to find help and support. And then we have Kristen Nader of Kith and Kim talking about finding the right child care for your needs. So it's going to be a really great time. We have swag bags and food and great speakers. And then we're also, if you're not in the area, don't worry. You can jump onto Instagram and and Facebook, and we're going to be running some live feeds of that. And then last bit of business, I just want to give a shout out to all the teacher trainings. We just finished off this spring New York teacher training. We are in the middle, Caprice and I are in the middle of grading tests and watching classes, and these people rocked it out. I am so incredibly proud of them. I'm so incredibly proud of this training. We have five coming up from next September through May. And as I was reorganizing, getting a newsletter out about the training, I came across an email that one of my former teacher trainees wrote in. So I want to read it to you. It's from Malia. She wrote, prenatal yoga center's teacher training program is amazing. I love taking aspects of childbirth education and my desire to help women understand the birthing process and incorporating them into a solid yoga class. I feel more confident teaching pregnant women and the general population after incorporating their thorough understanding of the anatomy of the female body. Thank you, Malia, for writing that in, and I'm so glad that our training program has helped you grow as a prenatal yoga teacher and a teacher of the general population, so thank you for sharing your words. Okay, enough of me. Let's get to the conversation with Brianne. We're going to take a quick break, and we come back, let's chat about fashion. Hey, Brianne, how are you this morning? 
Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. I got my coffee, I got my tea. I'm really excited to chat. <laughs> I know, me too. I have the same thing happening over here. So I was dying to chat with you ever since we did that event together back in September where I realized I was the least fashionable person there was there. I have been having you on my radar forever to talk about what I consider kind of the, the mom rut of fashion. I know that's your background and you're very stylish and I feel like I am the opposite. <laughs> you are not. You totally are not. We're well, the cutest ever. Thanks. But I definitely know that I fall into just grabbing what's clean. And I look back at what I was before kids and I had a really great wardrobe that I I don't even come back to. Mm -hmm. So based on your background, I thought we could dive into just some simple things to help people that might be in that same, I'm going to put in quotes, mom rut, find a little bit more fun in in their fashion. But before we get to that, um, I would Mm -hmm. love for you just to tell me a little bit about yourself and your fashion background and how you ended up starting Stroller in the City. So that's a lot I just threw at you. (laughs) No, I know. No, it's fine. So I am originally from New York. Um, My parents and I, we lived about 20 minutes outside the city. So I grew up loving New York City. I wanted to live here. I told my parents on multiple occasions that they needed to sell our home and we needed to live in an apartment. And they thought that I was insane. Um, But I had to find a way to live here. So I went to FIT. And I was like, I'm going to dorm there. And that's how I'm going to get my little, you know, way into New York City. But turns out I lived too close at the time um, that they wouldn't give me dorming. So after two years, I got my own apartment and um, with a roommate, of course. And I've been here ever since. And I um, just immediately started in the fashion world. So having your own apartment and having to pay for that in your junior year of college, (laughs) I decided to... I'm going to work full time and I'm going to go to school at night and that's how I'm going to do it. So I started my career uh, with laundry by Shelly Siegel. I originally worked at the store and then I moved my way up to the showroom. And um, from there, I jumped from showroom to showroom. And I did uh, at Earl Jean, my um, the last job, like corporate job that I had, I was doing West Coast sales. And someone was like, why are you working for Earl? Why don't you just do this on your own? So I started a showroom and like literally overnight, I started a showroom and I went, I came back from California with three designers and I was like, oh my God, this is really happening. I'm starting a showroom and I got to get a space and I got to figure this out. So, okay, for me being a little bit, for having lived in New York for as long as I did, what does it mean exactly to have a showroom? Okay, so a showroom is basically the middleman between the designer and the stores. So the designers are coming to me from my contacts that I have at the stores. And I'm getting the orders, I'm showing the collections, I'm doing all the trade shows, And I'm getting the orders for the designers, basically. So, you know, my relationships I had, obviously, with Barney's and Henry Bendel at the time and Intermix and Shopbop. So designers wanted to be in our showroom. And, of course, I wanted to do it off the beaten path. So I didn't want to do it in the fashion district where everyone was. And I was like, I'm going to get a space in the meatpacking. And I literally walked from block to block and I found a space in the meatpacking. And, um, we had amazing designers at the time and we grew and I moved it over to Soho. Um, and the showroom, which is so amazing is still going on now. It's called seamless showroom. And a girl, my first employee that worked for me, 
um, when I was pregnant with Ryder, I had a little bit of a breakdown and I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Um, we had a showroom here in LA, Atlanta. It was a lot of traveling, a lot of work. And, uh, yeah, so she sold, so I sold it and I literally had Ryder, I think like a month later. Wow. You were busy and you were really immersed like from an early age and from going to FIT for those that are not in the New York Fashion Institute of Technologies. That would, yeah. Um, yep. It's like the MIT, but it's FIT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, you know, that's been a passion of yours for a long time. So even as a, you know, in high school and as a child, did you kind of have your own flair and, and desire for fashion? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I learned at a really early age that credit cards are not free money. <laughs> and that's why I always worked. I had such a good work ethic because. I loved fashion so much and I just wanted nice things. And my parents were like, well, you have to pay for them. And I like, honestly, I had like two jobs when I was like in, uh, when I was like 16 years old in high school because I loved shopping. I have to say, I respect your parents a lot for the fact that they were not like, here's my credit card and go, that they're like, they're, you know, setting the boundaries of if you want to dress this way, you need to pay for it. I think that's a really great lesson. And I bet you're passing that on to your children. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So then how did that translate into stroller in the city? So I was a stay-at-home mom for about a year. And, um, you know, the blogging world was so new at the time. So what year Um, was this? This is two, we're going on 10 years. So this is 2009. Okay. So yeah, stroller in the city is 10 years old this year. Um, And I just was, I don't know, I was just uh, dabbling on the computer, I guess. And I was like, I'm going to start a blog. You know, there's no cute boy clothes at the time. So I kind of, my fashion passion was like always still in me. Mm-hmm. And back 10 years ago, there were no cute boy clothes. And I was always on like this crazy mission to find something fun and cool for my son. Like even H&M didn't really, like it just started uh, getting a kid's line at the time. And I was like, I'm just going to find, you know, blog about, you know, two sentences, a style blog, some fun things I was finding for, um, you know, kids at the time. And, you know, it was mainly for my family. It was for my mom friends. It wasn't meant to be anything else. And it wasn't for about two to three years. It was just like, you know, like a a stock image and literally three sentences. (laughs) So then how did that grow? I, uh, someone told me you need to get on Twitter. You need to get on social media. And I got on Twitter. Um, I started seeing all these other blogs pop up. I was like, wow, it was like a lot here. And I got an invitation to attend a blogger event. And at the time now I was pregnant. So yeah, it was like almost three years later, I was pregnant with my second child, Ciela. And I, I remember saying, yeah, sure. I'll come. Do I need to bring anything? And they were like, nope, just yourself. (laughs) And I went to this blogging event. I met, I mean, there must've been 15 other bloggers there. Um, there were some great sponsors. I left with this huge gift bag and I was like, oh my gosh, this is (laughs) insane. What is going on here? 
And um, I basically, it was mom trends at the time. And she, Nicole Feliciano, she's actually been such an amazing mentor to me through the years. But she would have an event basically once a month with some brands. And that would be like my one night out. Um, and I started, you know, finding out more things about blogging, how you can make money doing this. Um, and then as the time progressed by like, I think my Gemma, when I was having her in the hospital, I was literally having conference calls (laughs) about sponsored posts (laughs) and I was consulting like a fashion app at the time as well. And it just kind of grew organically. That's great. I like when that happens. So what was going on during that year? You gave up your showroom. You had a month before you had your first child. You were a stay-at-home mom for a year. Now, having worked since you were 16 and really having a strong work ethic and a passion for what you did, what was that like? Oh my gosh. It was like postpartum depression central. I, um, I had a hard time because I just like, didn't feel my plate. Like I didn't know, like it was a big change. Um, it, cause it was everything that changed, you know? So it was like, you're, you're not sleeping. You're not used to not sleeping. Um, you know, you have a, a new baby. I had no job that I was like used to going to every day. Um, it was hard. It was like really hard to adjust. And I remember like looking every day at like the, I live in battery park, so it's super kid friendly down here. Mm-hmm. And I joined this mom's group and every week someone would host in their apartment. And it honestly, it took me six months. It took me till Ryder was six months old to make, to go to the first one because I just made excuses every week. Like, Oh, well, what happens if he has to nurse? Like I didn't even, I didn't nurse in front of anyone either at the time. Like everything was so new and it was like such a change. Yeah. You did some, I mean, there's a shift as you and I both know from being what I call like the maid into motherhood. And you not only did that, but you took, it sounds like a bit of your identity away by giving up the showroom. Yeah, I did. I did. So I'm going to shift a little to fashion. How did you how did you keep your sense of fashion if you did during that year? Like, did you find I actually you were don't like, think I did. So, okay, that's what I because you were so fashionable. So that's what I want to kind of get to the root of like, if someone is, you know, how do they get out of the house not feeling so schlumpy? I mean, I was schlumpy. So I'm not <laughs> going to say that I wasn't. I had, I had a closet full of gorgeous samples from like all the designers. And like in my head, I was like, I can't wear that. I'm a mom now. And I literally wore like yoga pants and like a thermal. And like, I don't know what I was thinking because that wasn't me. That wasn't me at all. And, um, it took a while to get like out of that rut and say like, oh no, I can like wear this. And I also think back then things weren't so, you know, nursing friendly. I think now there are so many more choices Mm -hmm. and brands to like actually, you know, purchase. Like I, I remember, I mean, there weren't like any like cool nursing tops that you could wear. Like everything was like, I don't know. It just wasn't cute looking. I feel like now we have so many more options and it's awesome. But I, for the first six months was really hard for me. I had to like break out of it. I started doing, I met a bunch of moms. So after that six months, I finally went to that person's house and, you know, met a bunch of moms and then we would meet up weekly. And that was like a huge, I think that saved me really. They would have mom night out and I'd see these moms all the time and, you know, found a couple that shared the same, you know, passion for fashion that I did. And Mm -hmm. like, then I was like, oh, you know, I could 
it's okay to show up to the playground, not in yoga pants. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. People's, you know, wearing yoga pants is totally fine. But, um, I was like in, I, I wouldn't wear nice clothes because I was like, I'm a mom now, so I don't wear nice clothes. But I don't know where that thought came from, you know? But that's something that's so common. So my thought on it, and we're going to, when I have in one of our questions for later is I think the yoga pants, Karen, I, I was having a lot of internal thoughts about this conversation because <laughs> I wear yoga <laughs> pants all the time. And part of it is one, I'm a yoga teacher. So I, right. Well. <laughs> so I go into the city where other people are in like nice clothes because I now live in New Jersey, but I go into the city and I'm actually in yoga pants because I need to. It's like I used to bring separate clothes. Like um, I trot around the city in my normal clothes and then I change. I'm like, oh, it's such an effort to have to carry my clothes. So now I'm wearing yoga clothes. And then on the other days I'm at, I work from home, I'm in my yoga outfit because at some point, usually midday, I jump on, I have a Peloton bike, so I jump on the bike. So again, it's like, it's the effort of changing. And maybe it's once I became a parent and I'm I'm having to constantly give to someone else, the idea of putting the effort into changing um, becomes, I'm like, I only want right. to do it once. And then there's but also, I also yeah. think that like yoga pants are fashionable now. So it's okay. I feel like it's okay. Like, I don't feel like they, you look frumpy if you're wearing, like, a cute pair of, like, Lululemon, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's good because I feel that way. I have, like, literally eight <laughs> pairs of black Lululemons. And then when people actually see me in regular clothes, like, wow, you look different. Right. But I don't think I'm alone in that. So that's why I'm saying it. So you're then, not. But then there's also, like, you're sitting on the edge of the sandbox and you're having dirty, sticky hands touching you and you're pushing a stroller. So... What are some ideas to try to stay fashionable when you still have that role of, you know, of not wanting to wear great stuff, but you still have like, you know, you're literally ankle deep in the sandbox? Right. Well, I think nowadays it's so easy to buy fashionable clothing at like affordable prices. Like for instance, a really great resource would be, I'd say H&M. I think they do it so well. They do, you can yeah. wear like a really cute dress and only pay, let's say, I don't know, $30 for it. And I won't be that mad that it gets messed up in the sandbox. So I feel like, and, and also as I feel like as my kids get older, my taste and my you know, the brands that I like go to have changed as well. Like, I feel like it went to like super, like I was at TJ Maxx yoga pants with Ryder. I kind of moved my way up with like H&M. I, I still wear H&M. I think it's great. But like even now I'm like, oh, I can spend $400 on a dress because they're not going to get there. They're old enough now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're but, not um, I sweating like you, in the, pushing a double stroller with like grit in your teeth. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like your fashion like will evolve. Like I, as your kids get older, as you know, you change whatever careers or anything, your fashion does evolve like time and time again. That's helpful because yeah, I feel like sometimes it's just is all about the function and not as much about the fashion. Let's go back to something you happened to uh, touch on is about breastfeeding. So mm. if someone's choosing to breastfeed and you, and I like that you did mention there are some more fashionable stuff. I got, I was so lazy about it. I literally like pull the neck down of my shirts or like wear really low color and like pull the boob over it. Um, yeah. because pulling up from the bottom, like no one wants to see my whole stomach hanging out. So now there are more options. Like there's some zippers or some flaps. What are some suggestions for trying to keep stylish while breastfeeding? 
Well, um, I say get the like, okay. So there's a couple of um, options. I love hatch collection. I think they make Mm -hmm. like amazing pieces for moms that you can wear during your pregnancy, but also after your pregnancy. I was actually just in there recently and for two, I was on a panel and someone was wearing this like gorgeous, like uh, cashmere jumpsuit. It was stunning. I'm not pregnant, nor am I getting pregnant ever. Uh, I think I'm done in that department, but I bought it even though it was maternity <laughs> because it was so cute. Um, but I think like um, Shop Buru, B-U-R-U, is another amazing uh, resource. She buys clothes that are not necessarily maternity, but they're all like um, they're nursing friendly. So like she might, you know, pick up you know, let's say whatever, a DVF like wrap dress, but you can still nurse in it as well. Like not everything's high end, but yeah. um, she really um, pays attention to the nursing mom, which I love. And I feel like there's so many more resources like that out there. Um, so just like, you know, getting like wrap tops or like lower neck V-neck tops um, as opposed to, yeah, like your white t-shirt that you're pulling down <laughs> at the neck. It wasn't even my white tubes, all my shirts. I yeah. found the other day I was going through a little bit of a spring cleaning. And granted, my kids are now five and seven. So it's been a while since I was breastfeeding. I found one shirt like stuck way in the back and I pulled it out. And you can see the neck was just torn. I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember this shirt. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad there are some more options. Um, and that's what, especially if someone is breastfeeding in public, they want to be able to be able to feed their child, but not feel like, they're making a spectacle of themselves with like their shirt halfway up or the shirt mm-hmm. pulling down. So I'm glad there are more options. Even like fashionable, you know, wraps that you can just like throw over. Remember that like one maternity, like um, not maternity, but like a nursing cover. Mm-hmm. It was like horrible colors, horrible prints. And if you saw someone like on a park bench with it, like you obviously knew that they were nursing because like the print just like, and the colors just stood out to you. Yeah. It's like, I hi, feel like I'm now, a new mom. <laughs> this is yeah. Like I just feel like there's so many more other options that you can do now. You can wrap like a little swaddle around your neck and like not make it so like in your face. I'm nursing on a park bench. Mm-hmm. So, so when did you get the the hang of it outside of the house at some point? And then is that what you did for your, cause you have three. So what did mm-hmm. you do by the final one? Oh, I didn't care at that point. I wasn't even covering. <laughs> I was like, okay. And with each child, I obviously got more comfortable nursing out in public. Um, with Ryder, I think it was the hardest. Um, I don't know why, but it was just harder for me to to do it. With When I had my second, I also had now a toddler running around. So there really wasn't a choice. Mm-hmm. you know. I could, so I had to just do it and go with it. So I feel like with each kid, I just got more and more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about it now and I'm like, why did I even think like that? But I guess, you know, you're a new mom. You don't really know. I think that's really common. I remember the first time that my husband and I like ventured out of the house knowing it would be a feed time. I still remember it. We went to Columbus Circle. It was uh, Whole Foods. And it was such an ordeal for us because I was so used to like having the boppy and having the, you know, everything mm-hmm. set up. And I felt this pressure. I'm like, here I am. Are people going to see me breastfeeding? So I do think as a new parent, it's it can be overwhelming. You're just trying to get your legs under you and keep the child alive. And by the yep. second, I'm guessing by the third, because I only have two, um, you know, it's really, it's just now you're in the swing of it and you lose kind of the preciousness of like, oh, it's breastfeeding time. Like now it's like survival. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's true. So I want to talk, I kind of want to go back a little bit more to the activewear ensemble because I know that you're, I feel that, I feel very vindicated that we're getting some permission to, to wear yes. that. Oh my God. Yeah. But do you have any kind of go-to pieces that can dis- disguise that it's just common activewear? Like, do you have a favorite wrap or sweater? Like how can you, cause again, I'm always in activewear yoga clothes. And I try, I have, during the winter, I have these really fun boots I like that I throw it on. I feel a little classier, but do you have any suggestions for if you're always in activewear, how to zhuzh it up a little? Okay. So I think Lululemon, I think they do a great job. Um, Therese leggings, I think they're so fashionable. I wear them just to wear them sometimes, even if I'm not working out. Um, they just have like some fun little, you know, prints on them. And you know who else I think does a really great job? Um, and it doesn't look like you're wearing like sweats is, um, free people. Oh yeah. They have a great, great, great selection. And even like, just like a cute little zip and, Um, I don't think it looks like that you're just going to work out anymore. You know, I think that you can be fashionable and still wear workout clothes. I think, I think it goes hand in hand now. That's important. Yeah. I like that idea. You can throw a cute little hoodie on. Um, all right. I'm going to look those up. I'm going to write that down. Like a little, a cute little scarf. And even like you said, boots, like I've done, now that the weather's getting nicer, I won't. But in during the winter months, I had these like motorcycle boots that I would wear with my leggings. Um, and then like you can even do like a leather jacket over it. And I think Ooh. that that makes like a really fun, you know, outfit. What was the first thing that you're like, was there something that kind of smacked you in the face of like, wow, I got to get out of this rut. I'm wearing flannels and leggings all the time. Was it just connecting with other parents that got you out of it? It was, it was. And it was going out with them saying like, oh, I have to go, I have to get something, you know, to wear, um, you know, we're going out to, for drinks. And then also it was also the blog too, at that point, because as the blog started getting more and more lifestyle and personal, I was taking more and more photos and I was like, I can't wear the same thing. Cause it was a lot, it was easy to just wear the same thing. You know, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to a mom drink thing, and then if I'm going out to dinner with my husband, I can wear the same thing. That's fine. But then when I started taking photos and I'm like, Oh, I can't really like post the same outfit or like the events. So I feel like that started uh, giving me a little bit of motivation. And then what about that I'm trying to think of the nicest way to say it. There's a transition of one's body after yes. after giving birth. And I never want to put pressure on get back to anything because, you know, who knows what getting back to the body means. But, there, you know, there's a point where your maybe pre-pregnancy clothes don't fit and you had some pretty high fashion stuff that I'm guessing and your maternity stuff doesn't quite fit. Do you have any suggestions for that? finding this or accepting or working with what's the reality of right after baby? Yeah. I think you have your in-between clothes. And a friend of mine was just talking about this. So she has, her youngest is eight now. And we were just talking about cleaning out our closets. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had all these things in there. She's like, yeah. She's like, you have like your maternity clothing. Then you have your after maternity clothing and then you have your in-between clothing. And then when you realize like, okay, I'm not having any more kids, like you get, you have a whole new wardrobe and you kind of don't feel guilty about spending the money on yourself. And I feel like I'm getting to that point right now. Like I would always beeline for the kids fashion, like the kids department, whenever I'm like shopping somewhere. And I found that like the last couple of months, I'm like, no, I could, they don't need that. I can get something nice for myself now. Cause I kind of feel like 
this is my wardrobe going forward now. You know, like I know it's just not going to change, but I do think you're done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you, um, I think you will have a different wardrobe for each stage of your life in motherhood. That can get pricey. So is there any, do you have any hacks for that? Just kind of go for like back to H and M or. Yeah. Back to H&M. And you know what else has been an amazing, I just joined and I'm so obsessed and this is not sponsored or anything (laughs) like that, but I just signed on to rent the runway and I did the unlimited membership. And so you basically get four pieces uh, as much time as you want. And, um, then you can just keep swapping that out. And it's, I think it's like only a hundred dollars a month and it is amazing. And it also gives you the satisfaction of like shopping like online. Cause I, I know there's many of us, like we shop online, we put things in our cart, we never check out. Um, now you just go through their website and like, I heart all my favorites and I feel like it's like good, you know, my shopping therapy, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm not spending as much money by, by using this option. I like that. Cause I find between the kids and work, I rarely actually go into a store and I end up oh, yeah. shopping pretty much everything online. So I like that option. Do you have any other online options that you like? I mean, Zara, I think Zara does it yes, really well. Yeah. They're cute stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do it so well. Um, you can find, um, let's see what else. I mean, you can also shop on like a Poshmark, which has, um, it's like used clothing, but it's nice used clothing, Mm -hmm. um, and for half the price. Um, and I think that they have like an amazing selection if you're really like looking for, you know, something, um, what else is a good one? Um, that's like inexpensive, I'd say. Um, hmm. I find all my shopping money now goes to my kids. Like the other day, my husband and I took our kids to get some spring sand, like spring shoes and sandals. And the amount that we spent for four pairs of shoes, two per kid floored me. And then I look at my shoes. I'm like, I haven't bought myself new shoes in like a year. Yeah. So I, I went yeah. online and I, you know, of course I went online because when would I get into a shoe store for, right. for me? And I got myself something, but I do, I find that now it's so kid focused and I rarely honor my needs that way. Oh, totally. I mean, it, it definitely is, but I do feel that like, it'll start to shift at one point. You'll, you'll start to shift. Like I'm, I love I'm waiting for that. <laughs> it is. It's going to happen because I feel like it just recently happened for me. Like I, uh, I still am like, I'm obsessed with like even kids fashion. I love dressing my kids. I love shopping for them and, you know, getting new outfits, but there's only like so much that they can wear before they start like growing out of it. I feel. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I've cut back a little bit shopping for them like the last six months, I'd say, and started saying like, oh, I really want that dress because I know that I can wear this dress for the next like six years and their top that I just got, they're probably going to grow out of it in like, you know, the next six weeks, you know, you never know. They're like always, I'm constantly like, you know, giving away their clothing to like our friends and family because they're just outgrowing it so much. Do you find this is a little bit off topic, but do you find that your so your oldest is ten, is that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you find he still wears what you get him, or does yes. he have he, his own? They, okay. they all do. 
They all do, but they all have their own opinion. Like, um, it's a it's a battle with jeans for all three of them. Nobody likes jeans. Um, I force my older one to wear jeans once in a while, like if we're going somewhere nice, because sweatpants don't like you can't really get away with like sweatpants looking a little dressy. I mean, there are new ones. You know, Zara makes a really great pair of sweats for boys, but. You know, sometimes I just want him to wear jeans, whereas the girls can just like throw on a dress right. and be dressy. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there are there is pushback um, a little bit with the with the kids um, because they do have their own style now, and I kind of just like let it go. That's like, good. I resisted it. Like my son, I had him wearing what I liked pretty much until this year. And then like he was in jeans and like real. I liked. I kind of a little bit more of the. A bit of the grungy like look, like he was wearing jeans and like cute t-shirts with long sleeves underneath. And now his some of his friends are into like the fashionably looking sweatpants. And I, I resisted, I resisted, and I finally caved because that's what he really wanted. And I'm like, it's not my body; he has to dress his body. But yeah, I was getting a little too attached to what they were wearing, and I have yeah, to, <laughs> it was hard to let go. Oh, I was the same way. Like my middle one now. So I have one boy, two girls, and my daughter, she was always, like, the girly girl, like, wearing, like, all the dresses every day, and now she's, like, super sporty. She loves to, like, wear it. She was, like, happy in leggings and a t-shirt, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't. You have, like, a so many nice things in your drawer. But then I have my youngest who's, like, all about wearing dresses every single day. So I still have her to dress up. But they they change once in a while. And you just have to, like, let it go and, like, let them do what they, you know, their style and, like, what they want. You know, like, even my son came home with, he wears a uniform only shirt to school so he can wear whatever pants he wants and usually they're sweatpants. But he started, like, styling the the uniform shirt. And I found it so funny. And I was like, all right, he's just going to go, like, go with it. He was like, I only want the T-shirt shirts so he can wear, like, a cool shirt underneath it so it Mm -hmm. would come through on the sleeves. And that was totally his idea. And I was like, okay, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, it definitely was kind of stepping away because it was fun to dress him in the beginning. And now I'm like, okay, you're your own person and I want you to be your own person, which means I have to let go. So before we take a break, is there anything else that you think would be important for a new parent to take in consideration to still find their own personal sense of fashion and flair? Yeah, I think, um, you know, your body is going to change. Obviously, your lifestyle is going to change. So I feel like be easy on yourself. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. And I think if you make um, a date night, um, you know, every couple of weeks with your husband or even just like a girl's night, I feel like you'll ease your way back into your your personal style, not mom style. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, yeah. So I feel like just just go with it and, and wear what you like. I like it. That sounds good. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, I want a tip or piece of advice about anything for a newer expecting parent. You've, you've been there three times, so I'm sure you have oh, something. Gosh. All okay. right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right, so as a mom of three, you've certainly experienced motherhood. You've had the ups and downs. What tip or piece of advice would you like to give a new or expectant parent? Okay. I feel like, I mean, I know this is so cliche, but it does go super fast. And I find myself like at tears now looking at my six-year-old. She just lost her second tooth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's just getting so big. Um, 
I feel like cherish every moment, cherish the good, the bad, the crying, because it's not going to last that long. And then also just do what works for you. Um, don't listen to, you know, you're going to a play group and a mom is saying like, oh, well, my child sleeps eight hours and you're coming home like, oh my God, my kid doesn't sleep eight hours. They're up every four. Um, that's what your baby needs at the moment. And don't compare. Like, I feel like I did that a lot. Like, oh, this one's walking. Why is my kid not walking, you know? Um, but just do what works for you. Do what works for your baby. Do what works, what makes the both of you happy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Especially the don't compare. I yeah. got wrapped into that. And then I literally had to be like, smack myself in the face. Like that is ridiculous. You know, <laughs> your child would mm-hmm. eventually walk or talk or whatever it is. Or yeah. Sleep. <laughs> Exactly. And then last thing, where can people find what you do? Find your blog, find your website. So I am at www.strollerinthecity.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Stroller in the City. Perfect. Well, I'll make sure all that's in the show notes, along with some of those great suggestions for online stores. And I'll throw some pictures up there. Well, thank you so much. I already feel like I'm going to go to my closet and find something really cute to throw over my my Lululemon pants. (laughs) Yeah, I'm feeling a little more inspired. You will get a leather jacket. (laughs) Then people would be like, who is that? (laughs) Well, enjoy your afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deb. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening.